yeah, uh, sure. together too is that that connectability to yeah. people, right? Yeah. Oh, I know so and so. Right. Can connect you this way. Yeah. Um, but uh, like for me, I'm, I was going through what I was going through, and I still tell people all the time. Um, so there's this friend of mine, John Orlando, and I said, "This is one of the few messages where I really took it to heart." Because the first thing Wait, you said, save oh, it. Oh, sorry, oh, no, sorry. No, we're right. rolling. Sorry. Oh, we are rolling. Okay. We're rolling. Oh, okay, I love that. On, George okay. just knocked it out. Go hey, ahead. Sorry. See, I knew you had an awesome yeah, producer. Yeah, George is dude. on it. No, no. But I, I, I was saying, so I'm at the hospital, right? And uh, I'm, I'm on the other end of, of being alive yeah. at this point. But I'm, like, totally in recovery. And hundreds of medications are on me, dude. And uh, But I remember I, I sent messages to people that I know that I've had good relationships with. Yeah. Um, you know, I remember sending, I think I sent you a message uh, at, at, within that time saying, you know, if I ever did anything wrong, uh, you know, please, I'm, I'm sorry, forgive me. But, um, but during that time, I remember your message was so cool because what you sent back to me was, oh my gosh, this is, I can't believe this is happening. And then the next thing you said is, This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how get 30, how get 20, 20, 20, how get 20, 20, how get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. How can I help? And when you said, how can I help? I was like, you know how many people, you know, like you, you, like, like, look what you just did with Matt, yeah. with Matt, right? Yeah. Matt how Kelly. can I help? Yeah. Right. And that's, that's such an amazing thing. Like I, and that's what I mean when I was saying, yeah, I don't know if you get enough credit. Thanks man. <laughs> you, know? you know, obviously I don't do anything for that, you know, um, but I appreciate it. It's nice. It's nice to hear, you know, I just, I'm a people person right? and, uh, you know, it's hard to find the good ones. It's crazy since moving. To, I mean, don't get me wrong. I had a lot of good friends in L.A., but like I've met so many great people in Vegas, which would shock probably most people. Yeah. Um, it's great here. Dude, I mean, it's, the, it's the place to go. Yeah. Yeah. And when I saw it's weird, like I, you know, I keep up with everyone like as active as someone is on Instagram is how active I keep up with you almost to a fault. Like some of my friends, I just hung up on the way in. I was talking to my buddy George, who lives in uh, in. Uh, Columbus, Ohio. Now I used to live in L.A. and I used to eat lunch with this guy every day because he was a banker and 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 his office was downtown and I lived downtown, so we literally had lunch every fucking day, okay. uh, Monday through Friday, and then hung out on the weekends. And then right. now, like I'm kind of disconnected because he's not a social media guy, so he's not on Instagram. And it's almost, I don't want to say out of sight, out of mind. That's so no, rude. No, no, no. And but George will never of... hear this anyway, uh, unless I clip it up and send it to him, which I will. But, um, you know, I hate that I don't see him as much. And like you get caught up in that rut. And he's like, he knows I love him, but it's like, I, I don't, we don't talk like we used to. And it bugs the shit out of me. I, I mean, I, I, again, like what you're saying, <clears throat> I, I get where you're coming from. Yeah. But for someone like me, I, I look at it like, like you and I reconnecting. 
You know, like most yeah. the audience isn't going to know that it's been years. Right. Since you not, you know, the pandemic happened. Yeah. It's been years. But sitting here with you right now, it's like I just saw you. Right. Last, of course. Last yeah. Week. And it's funny because like you quit. So you're one of those people like you used to post and we used to interact and then you just stopped. Mm -hmm. But it, you don't realize that someone stopped until a long time goes by and you're like, wait. Where's Angelo Reyes? Right. Like, because there were fights happening and stuff, and I was like, "Where is Angelo commenting on shit?" And I go to your Instagram, and there was like no posts, and you wouldn't hadn't you hadn't posted what you were going through yet. So I was like, "What the fuck?" And I think I reached out a couple times, and then and then one time you were like, "Yeah, bro, I've been in the hospital," and da da da. And then you and then I saw the post. I was like, "Oh my god!" Like you you had a liver transplant, yes, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, and so that means you're on a list for a while to no. get no, no. Oh, explain. So, no, the the crazy thing is. Uh, so uh, the pandemic obviously changed right. a lot of different things. And, right. Um, stayed out of the fight industry for that duration because my son was born with only half a heart. Yeah. Um, so uh, uh, conditions called uh, congenital heart defect. His is a uh, hypoplastic right ventricle with uh, tricuspid atresia. So by having that complication and having to have gone through uh, 10 heart surgeries, throughout his whole life. He's doing great, by the way. Wow. 19 years old. Wow. He's about to uh, do sophomore year at How UNLV. How the hell do you have a 19-year-old? But okay, dude, I'll take your yeah, word for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, no, 19 yeah. years old at uh, UNLV. Um, you, you were know, having kids out. when you were 11. Like, what's <laughs> no, going on? no, no, man. No, I'm old. I got, I got the Asian. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know, I'm really like 98. Right? Okay, got it, got it. All <laughs> so, right. Um, but no, uh, that during that whole process, um, I thought, you know, hey, life, life's going fine. Everything's good. Yeah. Um, I get, I start my, I remember my son graduates high school last year, uh, May 31st. Okay. Doing a family thing, I think at the sugar factory, right? Yeah, and yeah. I look fine. Yeah. The week goes and I start to feel more tired. And I was just thinking, all right. I'm probably tired because, you know, like I'm making up excuses, right? I, at that point, my lady had just finished her round of chemotherapy from battling cancer. Wow. Um, and radiations, right? Um, so she had battled that from uh, 2021 uh, going through 2022. So we were just like at the tail end of it, right? Yeah. And then my son, who in June of 2021 had his 10th uh, heart surgery, at that point, right? So when I was feeling tired last year, June, I was like thinking, this is probably residual yeah. from all of this life just hitting me, right? Sure. Uh, then the next week after that, uh, everybody started looking at me and they said, my eyes are yellow, my skin is yellow. And still, this is this is part of the problem with our, so I'm just gonna speak because I can't say it. Yeah. Our Filipino culture, <clears throat> Uh, uh, and this is one of the message I want to get out there to people is we have an issue with going to the doctor. Yeah. We literally are the type of people who are like, nah, man, I'm fine. Right. I'm a, Me too. I'm, uh, yeah. I'm, I, I'm a uh, yeah, man. I, I'm fine. Okay. I mean, but, feel great. Yeah. I feel fine. I mean, you know, I'm lifting things. I'm strong. Right. You know, man, I'm a martial artist. Like, right. psh, I can handle this, man. I, I was taking shots from heavyweights. You know <laughs> right, what I mean? Like, right. like, you know, this is nothing. Um, and, you know, then then they're like, no, no, seriously, like something's wrong with you. My son's looking at me and he's like, something's wrong with you. We need to take you to the hospital. And I still, John, like going into that third week of June, I was like, no, I'm fine. I'm going to do fucking, uh, uh, you know, whatever drinks, yeah. you know, maybe I just need some toxin. You know, flush it know, out. Flush it out. <laughs> like uh, like I, I, was, I was being crazy about it. Yeah. And uh, June 29th, 
I get rushed to the hospital because uh, that that morning, I my fever was something like uh, over 102. I was oh shaking in the bed. Uh, my uh, my son, my lady, they grab me, they throw me in the car, rush me to Mountain At View. At that point, where you're like, okay, it's time, dude. I didn't or even, even have then. a choice. Okay, you know, I I, I didn't have. But a in choice. your head, where you're like, they're still overreacting. I, I'll be uh, fine. I, I just I, need rest. Honestly, at that point, was still thinking in my head. Uh, probably something's wrong, but we'll see what happens. And, right. and you, you've known me for years. Sure. I'm Mr. Positive. Yeah. You know, I, I'm Mr. Ah, oh, no, it's going to be fine. Right. Um, first off, I do want to say that, uh, one of the things that we need to fix in this amazing town that we have is healthcare. Yeah. We're still number 50th. Yeah. We're still, we still need so many healthcare workers who want to come here. And I got to tell you guys, you should want to come here. UNLV's built a whole new doctorate program with new buildings. They're offering so many different things. Um, I'm actually uh, uh, helped out with a project that we could talk about a little later with with building a transplant hospital here. Um, But, uh, you know, at that emergency room, I don't know if you've been to an emergency room lately, but it's packed where I couldn't even get a bed. Really? So we were at the Mountain View lobby. This is during pandemic? Uh, no, no. This is just last year. Oh, just last year. This okay, is, okay. I mean, it's still kind of right. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. But, um, but no, this was uh, last year, June. Okay. Uh, Twenty and, and from June 29th to June 30th, no bed on a wheelchair sitting outside the lobby, and they're wheeling me in for tests. Like, actually, okay. you're right. What am I? Of course, I took my mom to the emergency room about nine months ago. Oh, and how was it? No bed. She was on a little gurney or okay. whatever in, like, in front of the lady's desk in the hallway. Okay, nowhere right. to put her. And, and and again, this is not me complaining. Right. Like like I'm saying, oh, these people aren't trying. No, I think they're trying their best with it's what just they crowded. have. Yeah, yeah. And and again, we just need more right. uh, physicians. We need more. Right. More of the health industry to come here. Right. You know, um, so as I go through it, I'm lucky that I have a really good primary care uh, doctor. He was there and he said, hey, man, uh, I'm I'm going to give to you as a guest right now. Um, and we want to finish all the tests, but we're going to work on getting you a bed uh, ASAP because I believe that you have full blown cirrhosis, wow. which is end stage liver uh, disease, and um, I'm bringing in the GI, and they're going to talk to you about it, and then we'll figure it all out. And within a few hours after that, the GI got me a bed, and, and he's laying it all out, and he says, hey, listen, there's this thing called a MELD score. So the viewers can go look that up, M-E-L-D. Um, 40 is you're dead. You, you're going to be in a coma. 35 is critical. Right. When he did the first set of tests, I was already at 27. And that was on the 30th. Wow. So, and he said, and it's and it's rising fast as we keep continuing to do the test. So by the time he got me, uh, now we're going through the July 4th weekend, he gets me up to the oncology unit. And he's explaining that I was born with chronic hepatitis B, which affects 70% of all people of Asian American or Pacific Islander. Um, and especially, and this is the especially part, which most people don't know, is if you were born outside the United States. So I was born in the Philippines. Yep. I came here in 1985 during the People Revolution. Uh, my grandfather was one of the politicians that got shot in the head. Wow. Um, so we came here and uh, not knowing. And 
I've come to find out that with chronic hepatitis B and why I've been so into pushing it is in Nevada, our highest Asian population is Filipino. Okay, Filipino, Native Hawaiian. Yep. Um, but a lot of them don't know that from 1988 to before that, there was a shortage in hepatitis B vaccines. So there are 30-year-olds right now walking around in Nevada. And they don't know it. They have no idea that they never even got vaccinated. They think they did. Right. And if they don't do a screening or they don't do a test, they're going to end up like me. And you have to test specifically for that? You just get a what they call a hepatitis panel. Got it. You get a hepatitis but screening. But you wouldn't naturally How would you know that? Like, how that. would you right. know that? Right, yeah. Like, I, like, like, you know, you and I are about the same age, right? So, I, you know, you should get a hepatitis panel yeah. just in case because yeah. maybe you didn't get it before right. 1988. Right. Maybe you did. Maybe you didn't. Right. Yeah. Um, but especially if you were born outside the United States. So if you're Filipino, if you're Hawaiian, if you're if your parents, your parents especially were born uh, outside the United States and then you were born. They that's how it got to right. me. They probably gave it yeah. to you. Yeah. Right. Oh, because it's through natural birth. Right. So my mom passed it on to me. It's in it's in all of her siblings DNA which went on to mine, I don't, I, I think that, so there's me, I'm the oldest, there's my sister, and then there's my brother. Uh, me and my sister were both born in the Philippines. My sister did have to test for it, and she said the, 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 anti, the antibody for it is in her, but she's, she's fine. Yep. Um, I'm the one that got the worst end of it, and then my brother is, is clear. But what this, But essentially, like the layman, idea of what this is, is imagine if there's a disease, it's all over your body, it's all over your skin, but the only thing it's going to attack when it wakes up is your liver. Wow. And that's what it did, is within, from like, first week of June to the end of June, I went from, hey man, I'm fine, to you're going to die. And And on that July 4th weekend, dude, that doctor, that GI doctor, I felt like that whole time, I they were doing their best to just not have me go into a coma, and uh, and at that point, like it was July fifth, I looked at him and I said, "Okay, just my mom's here, you know, my lady's here. Can you just give it to me straight? Like, how? What is going on?" And he said, "At this point, with how fast your MELD score is rising, and we have no transplant center here." So we're doing everything we can to just keep you comfortable yep. is the way they were saying it. Um, he said, you have about 30 days. Wow. And, and, then, and then this is what this is how positive I am, right? I looked at him and I said, okay, I have 30 days, and then what do we do? <laughs> and then he said, no, that's, you have 30 days, and then there's nothing else we can do. Um, and then that, it was that week that, you know, we rushed we rushed to do everything. And, and, and I, I'll tell you, like, during that time, John, I already was saying my goodbyes to everybody. Really? Yeah. Because, I mean, my mom was praying every night, right? She, single mom, raised this super religious and believe in God all the time, yeah. right? So, uh, you know, she's sitting there every night, not getting any sleep. Uh, my lady's there. My son, my brother, who you know, I mean, you've known him. He's in Hollywood. He's yeah. an actor. He left Italy. And this is how this this was a crazy conversation. Um, my brother's calling me. I'm in the bed. And he's like, Are you okay? And I'm like, No, I'm fine. Do you want me to come? And I'm like, No, nah, man, you're in Italy. You're having your trip. Don't even worry about it. I'm gonna totally make it out of this, right? He had to call my lady, and my lady was like, No, he's scoop. lying to you. Right. He's going to die. And why you, did you say that to him? 
at that at that point, honestly, I was saying to myself, you know, because it wasn't denial because you were telling other people, right? I was the way I was there, during that time when I when everybody would come in, like if you came in, I I know going into it that you're going to believe that there's a way for me to make it. So there was that there's still that like no matter how bad it was getting. I was in I was in the mindset and maybe this is like a fight mindset yeah. like of of thinking all right there's a chance right. I'm losing it's, it's like round Jay, 10 it's like Jay Gellenberger always said right. never yeah, out there's of the a fight. chance yeah, yeah there's a chance here and you know and again very religious so praying a lot I'm I'm hoping for the best but I am expecting the worst so as I'm talking like if you would have came and you would have visited me I would have taken that time to just ask about you See how you're doing. Like, let's 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 make this moment pure. And this is yeah. kind of goes to the beginning when you were saying to me, oh, man, I feel so bad that, you know, I used to get to see my friend and talk to him. Right. And now I only get this short time. Dude, that short time. I mean, I it's not promised to us. No, you're right. You know, so like we could walk out this door right now, go to Dana White's yeah. uh, thing and get which hit. we will. <laughs> OK, but but then, you know, and we can get hit. We yeah. can get hit in, the, in, in a car and know. we're done. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, I saw what, what Matt just told yeah. you. Right. Like, and it's I, funny you said that how you had said you would say, how am I doing? I get texts from I got one yesterday. Bro, you good from Matt? Am I good? I'm sure he's Who thinking, gives a fuck about where I'm at. Dude, that, I'm, and when you're at that, you know, there's <laughs> there's this thing where I think to truly understand where where you want to be at at your life, you have to kind of hit the cliff. Yeah. Of being dead. Yeah. Um, and when when you're being told that this is it, right? Like during that time, you're asking me what was going through my mind. I started thinking in my head, okay, 47. Let me think about all the different things I've been able to accomplish up to this point. Right. And then all of those things flash. And it wasn't even like the fun events that yeah. we talked about. But dude, I, I got to raise a son that only had half a heart. And he made it all the way to, yeah. to 19 at this point, right? Um, I built really good relationships. I was lucky enough to have made solid, true relationships with people like yourself. Or, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, So you you start thinking of all the different positives um, so that when you're ready to just say, okay, man, this is it, yeah. you know, then then that's it. You're, you're going to be gone. Yeah. Um, the crazy thing that happened with me is this group of – so. My insurance was fine. I'm, I think Matt talked a little bit about this, right? Yeah. The insurance problem. Yeah. Well, okay. he didn't have any. Right. A few months prior, and luckily his fiance added him, him to right. her policy, so he's good. Right. Which is just, I mean, can you imagine? Well, I can actually. Yeah. So this is the, so I'm glad he's doing well, and and I would want to connect with him to yeah, see if I'll there's any way you. my doctors could help him. Yeah. Um, but my insurance was supposed to cover me getting transferred out. Me going to UCLA, right? Me getting the help that I need, being put on the list, and the whole bit, dude. My 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 melt score was forty on a Wednesday. I think it was July sixth. I was talking. First of all, wait, forty and forty is the end. Forty is the end. I'm already past thirty five. So okay. first off, every <laughs> doctor and every nurse at this point, John, was sitting there going, "I can't believe you're not in full." encephalopathy where the ammonias get to your brain and you're just like going nuts at this point or you're uh, you're literally medical miracle at this point Uh, well i'm i'm just i'm fine i'm kind of like during that time i was fighting it 
Uh-huh. So I would do things like, hey, you know, like I'd look at my son and I'd be like, hey, let's play chess. So I'm, I'm like trying to keep my mind yeah. alive. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I remember I took the phone. I think it was my brother that was talking to UCLA. So then I grabbed the phone from him and then I, and then I said, hey, listen, man, so I'm dying. And I don't exactly know why my insurance, who's supposed to pay for transport, hasn't transported me to you yet. Yeah. Uh, if I make it there, if if you get me there, uh, what's going to happen? And the guy, I, I'm 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 like a, like I said, I'm I'm at forty. Right. Yeah. He says to me, "Well, if we can get you here, and if we have a bed here for you, uh, we'd have to put you on the list." And then I said, "Okay, where would I be on this list?" In Southern California. Oh, my God. And he said, uh, you'd be last. Dude, I was just told on the 5th that I had 30 days. Right. It is now the 6th, and I'm like, the fuck's going on? Right? Right. Like, 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 my insurance is fine. My insurance is good. But uh, then this thing with, uh, with the insurance company goes, no, no, no. We did approve your, uh, your transport, but uh, the UCLA group didn't pick it up yet. So then again, administration, which I'm sure Matt's kind of going through because yeah. a lot of us go through this. Um, so what happened with me is there's this nonprofit group of doctors. That's the one I kind of talked to you about. Um, they're called House Medicine. So if anyone wants to look them up, housemedicine.com. Um, they're an amazing – they're like the Marvel Avengers of transplant and cancer. That's why I want to talk to Matt. Yeah. Because what these people do is they globally do their – medical projects <laughs> and they teach like they went to Honduras and taught them how to do uh surgeries wow and up to this time seven years later those people are still using the uh, the equipment the techniques that they taught them right so they built they just built their fifth transplant program and I was patient three of that program wow all right so yeah so they saw my case and while everybody was busy, essentially going through admin stuff and I'm sitting here, I'm dying. This doctor, Dr. Anon Anomaly, he just kept calling. He kept going, I can save this guy. My group can save this guy. Just give him to us and we will save this guy. <laughs> so, um, so damn the insurance who didn't upfront anything and, and everything else, this group of nonprofit doctors, they grabbed me on July 8th, and here's what makes them different. You got traded. <laughs> Dude, I got traded. I, I, I did. I got traded, right. which is the weirdest thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> this group grabbed me, and and as I learned after recovery, the reason why they were able to do it is they have full autonomy on how they do their stuff. So if you can believe this, like what Matt's going through right now, in order for him to get whatever care that he should be getting. Yeah. It has to go through high above. Yes. Yeah. Well, and a perfect go- example. He did chemo on a Monday. Okay. Last Monday, first time. Okay. Tuesday, he went to the, I don't want to call it a class, uh, whatever the, the, whatever you would call it, where they tell you what to expect when you go through chemo. Oh my gosh. Wow. Which is supposed to come before yes, chemo. Yes, <laughs> way before, dude. Way before chemo. Yeah. He did chemo Monday, and then the... Then they told Here's him. what you can expect. <laughs> dude. That's uh, not me. I'm not shitting on it, but, no, no, you know, no. and, 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 something's broken. But that, but no, there's a lot broken in yeah. this healthcare um, uh, system. And what they, what they have, that group at House Medicine, is full autonomy. Yeah. So he literally told me, he said, the reason why him and this group of other surgeons who are transplant surgeons 
all banded together. Yeah. Um, is because of like, that very thing. No they red tape. Yeah, they don't want to talk to an administration. This is in Pasadena? Uh, no, this is in River. That that hospital oh, Riverside, that they were right, doing right, right. is Riverside. Riverside. Sorry, right. But they have it in Torrance. They have okay. it in. Uh, they have it everywhere. I mean, they. Yeah. they that, that's the place you thanked on that one. Post. Oh, dude. Right. Oh, multiple dude. posts. Because yeah. because in all you wouldn't honest, be here. Yeah, I would not be here. Every every day for me is a gift, bro. Because wow. I honestly would not be here if they didn't take me. Um, so like, I don't like, I don't want to say that I jumped a transplant list, right? Because that's not what happened. There's a, there's a federal UNOS rule. But what I will say is it's a question. If, if I would have been accepted by UCLA and I was going to be last on the transplant list, but this group took me in on July 8th, did everything that they needed to do, like rush things. I remember, uh, July 10th, like at one in the morning, I'm in the bed and I'm I'm like getting weaker, and the doc and uh, the nurse comes in and she's like, "Hey, we need to draw your blood," and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, you got to draw your blood again," and and she's like, "Yeah, we really need it. Doctor really wants it," and I was like, "Is it okay if we just do it? You know, like a little bit later?" So then the doctor, my doctor, he gets on the phone because he's on the other side, like working everything he can work right. to save me, right? Right. And he gets on the phone and he says to me. Uh, we can do that if you want, but it's really important that we do it right now because we're trying to get a donor for you uh, as fast as we can. So can you please do this? Uh, and I was like, okay, doc, I'll, I'll do it. Dude, the craziest thing is the nurses that were there, and it was it was it was in a shift where the lab, the lab person, there was only one lab person for the entire hospital. He couldn't get to me right away. The doctor needed it within the hour. So this amazing nurse, Carl, right? Um, like Filipino nurses are everywhere. I love them. Yeah. Oh, but, you know, the fact that I'm Filipino, I don't know if that helped. Yeah. Uh, but this guy, he ran in. He he knew how to somehow draw your blood, but from the IV, which you're not supposed to do. He drew my blood. He ran it to the doctor. The doctor did his magic. And I think three hours after that, I was number one on the list. Wow. And then, from and how did they hear about you to begin with? At uh, so my the GI who uh, uh, Doctor Mushtaba over at Mountain View Hospital, yep. he is a part of a group with John Ryan, uh, who's another GI here, and they knew about House Medicine because House Medicine like uh, shares their information yep. with everyone. So they called them. They called Dr. Anomaly, one of my other doctors, Dr. Fayek, he was saying he remembers when he heard the case because he was playing around the golf. Wow. And then they were like, hey, what do you think? Can we take this guy? And he was like, of course we can take this guy. Right. And, and dude, like this group w was so amazingly crazy. Like they're they're amazing. I was sitting in the bed and I remember they were like, OK, so we need you to talk to our hepatologist. Uh, and it was Dr. Bolin. And he goes, I'm going to get him on the line right now. He gets him on the line, and I'm talking to the hepatologist. The hepatologist dude is in vacation in Italy, and he's sitting there, and he's and he's like, "Don't worry, Mr. Reyes. We're gonna take care of you. Everything's gonna be fine. We're gonna get you on the list, dude." They worked it, and by by that, you know, I mean, again, a lot of things had That's to go amazing. right. But July 15th, um, I was told, "Hey, we're gonna go for it. We found one. It'll yep. match you. We're gonna go for it." Again, no guarantees on that operation. Yep. Operation could be six to 12 hours. Um, mine lasted a little under six. Uh, and then, yeah, July 16th, I wasn't awake yet. That's when the 
the procedure happened and I got my donor's liver. Um, and then uh, July 17th when I woke up. Sunday, July 17th. Dude. Feeling great? Uh, n- no. I, I, uh, let me see. Um, Exhausted? I had a ton of tubes around me. Okay. My first memory is, so I have the ventilator in me. I'm starting to wake up. I, I see my brother, and I and then I see Dr. Taylor. Um, and Dr. Taylor, who uh, she's the one that made sure I was alive while they were going, or kept me alive while they were going through the uh, surgery parts. I look at her, and I, and I motion for a clipboard. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it... <clears throat> a real POS. You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. And paper and pen. And no lie, dude, because they took a picture of it and everything. I wrote down every single doctor and person's name that was in the operating room with me that night. I wrote their names. And then I wrote, thank you for saving my life. Wow. And then I handed it to them. And then she was just like, oh, my gosh, it's amazing. You know, can can we keep this? Um, they pulled the tube out. And then from that point on, like, again, there's a lot of uh, – there was definitely a lot of struggles during that week. Mm-hmm. Uh, or during the next two weeks of that, um, can't walk yet. All right, when they cut you, John. I mean, I don't want to gross people out, but it's basically it, the the scar itself, which you can see if you want to go ahead on on my post. But uh, the scar itself goes like a Mercedes. I think I remember. Yeah, it's yeah, like I've a Mercedes sign, right? Yeah. It goes from here, yeah, and it goes all the way here, yeah. And they literally they they cut everything out, so your your core nerves, core muscles are gone. Um, they pull everything out. They so put everything crazy. back in. So crazy. <laughs> um, and then, and then, yeah. So like I had to learn how to building an engine. Yeah. Right? I had, uh, uh, like most people, I don't know. I, I know you're a lot into the health stuff. So yeah, um, I'm sure you're telling everyone how important the liver is. Yeah, man. Um, but most people don't understand that. Like when you think about the heart, the heart's great, but the liver is the thing yep. that makes everything work. Yep. And if you screw that up, dude, you're done. Yep. Um, and that's quickly. yeah, and quickly. And and most people don't even know it's the when it comes to cancer. It's the second leading cause of uh, cancer deaths in the entire world is liver cancer. Wow. You know, so, uh, and most people can get it just through. What's number uh, one? Uh, bad know? diet. Um, that, I 
don't know. Mm. I, I, I know that there's more. I know because of my son, there's more deaths because of uh, heart disease right? Um, for babies, uh, congenital heart defects. Now, you said they're a nonprofit. Does that mean they don't take your insurance or they no, take your no, insurance? No, they, that, but... So the way, the way their format worked was they upfronted, from what I'm understanding, yeah. they upfronted everything and they worried about collecting whatever they later. could collect later. Um, but wow, uh, in man. all honesty, like if they don't, if they didn't like so, so someone like if they, Matt. If it's so, a loss, it's a loss okay, for them. Yeah. If someone like Matt who yeah. didn't have insurance was someone that they took in, yeah, and they believed they could save them, they do it. They just save them. That's what they do. <laughs> um, so what? So uh, So that whole time, right? And, and yeah. I remember when we started finally messaging. Yeah. Because you have to understand, like I was under so much drugs that there was a point where they said, "I don't even want him to have his phone." So right. take away his phone, yeah. you know, because who knows, right? And when you talk to other liver transplant patients, some of them go through um, like a stage where it's not really them, mm -hmm. right? Um, and 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 I'm I'm one of the lucky ones that didn't have to do it through a coma. So there, some of my transplant friends, they were put in a coma first, or they were already in a coma. Yeah. Then they did the transplant. Yeah. So when they woke up, they were like, "What happened?" Um, I went through it like awake, <laughs> you know, all the way through wow. the, the, the process. So um, that, during that whole time where I was there for four months, I started to understand what exactly happened. Why wasn't insurance paying? Explain to me. So I got to really know Dr. Anomaly. I got to know my entire team. Um, like family, dude. Yeah. Like, like if someone saved your life, someone cut you open, saved your life, you're gonna want to know For about sure. them, right? Uh, yeah, I was even gonna ask you, like, do you know the donor's family or anything like that? So here's, so I was, I'm, okay. I'll tell you about yeah. that. Um, so uh, the way those rules work is, uh, you, they have numbers. You can look at your medical record, which I did. Um, I didn't get it until late June of this year, um, but. They won't tell you the name because you and this I, I remember I, I explained this to you how when I hit my one year mark this a few a couple of weeks ago right um, you would think that it'd be like yay I hit a year I hit the year marker I I was telling my son I, I spent the first half of the day kind of feeling it was like I was mourning my donor mm. I I I was thinking of it. Uh, another way right and, 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 what and had it's to not happen to someone else's yeah, the, family yeah. and, and again it's um it's one of these things where it's like right now out there there is this other family who isn't talking to john about how amazing yeah <laughs> things because they have to lose their son right um somebody's brother you know and and that's why for me it was really important that as i started to come out of things learn how to walk learn yeah. how to start like getting up I, I mean i had to learn like i i finally understood why babies go like this yeah, lot, yeah, 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 yeah. it's because when you wake up from ha atrophy being you know happening to your body you you lose every muscle so i lost like neck muscle where i had to learn how to like wow. put my head back up just to look at you right right and 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 as you go as i was going through all this process and get to learn what exactly what happened to the system i figured out that um there's a need in nevada for us to have a transplant center. Yeah. And then I start to wonder, wait, we have casinos, we have money, like, we have what, tourism. What the, hold up? What the, what the hell is right. going on, right? Right. Um, so I think that, so in May of this year, I think my doctor was like half joking when he said it, but he doesn't know that 
there's people like you and me that exist where if we want to get something done, like look at you, dude, and look at the studio. Oh, thank like you. if you want to get something done, you're going to get it done. Yeah. You know, and you you built enough of a, of an equity of goodwill. Yeah. The people will will, will talk to you. So yeah. uh, mid May. I'm texting with them. I'm like, hey, doc. So I just want, you know, and this is after like a routine. Here's what's going on with your blood work. I need you to do more injections, blah, blah, blah. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, so I'm still thinking about bringing you guys over here somehow. I'm still thinking about how, how to do that. So what's it going to take? Like, what what is it? And he was saying, well, you know, we've tried in the past before and we're looking into it. Uh, Nevada and in particular Las Vegas is certainly a location that we definitely want to do a transplant hospital in. Right. Yeah. Um, so I said, but yeah, but what's it going to take? So he texts me. He goes, uh, it's it's funny because it, it's, if I can find a text, I'll show it to you. But uh, he goes, if you just find me a <laughs> land medical zone, uh, we'll just buy it. Oh. We'll, ju- we'll just buy it. And, that was easier uh, than I thought. Yeah. And, and I was like, okay. And I think that when he sent it. He was probably like, he like thought you half, would do the leg half work? joking. Yeah. Like 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 um he was thinking here uh he was saying to himself, like, oh, okay, I'm I'm gonna throw it out there because I really like Angelo and right. you know we've gotten really close. Uh he didn't think that I would go out there and go get it. Right. So uh within <laughs> within I think like three weeks. Yeah. Uh you I found I, the location. I, uh, not only that, dude, uh I talked to the city, I talked to the planning. Um uh, got in touch with all the right people, and I got in touch with the developer that was building a medical village. That's a national developer. Called him up myself, let him know exactly, you know what's going on. Started yeah. talking to my transplant uh, doctors and their team, and it was and it was real, dude. So then, uh, facilitated a meeting, had him come over here. We met with the city, with the mayor, uh, with the city council. Um, we met with all the other people that are building stuff in this. Uh, in this medical village that's going to be happening, and uh, just to, at the end of July, yeah, two two weekends ago, letter of intent was signed between the really? developers and and the transplant hospital. Wow! And this is this is where like I I say this is it the Angelo Reyes transplant center? No, why 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 not? But I'll, but I'll tell you like so this is where when when I compliment you and I say to you there are people like. If you want to get something done, yeah. Because I remember us sitting in an Aria hotel, yep. doing this very thing, and <laughs> yep. then here you are, and and I hear there's a Boca one, yep. and you guys are like, and I'm like, there you go, man, John yeah. Orlando, you know, like he gets things done, right? <laughs> so it, it's the same thing. Like, don't challenge me and think that right. I, I won't at least try. You yeah. know, I'm going to try, and yeah. um, and now that it, it, it's there, I'm, I'm uh. Um, I want. I want. Shouldn't you to there see be it. at least an Angelo Reyes wing? No. Dude. How about a wing? Can uh, we get you a wing? I, I, I'll tell you what I would. I do want to do. What? Um, is I would like to build a post transplant type of uh, center or a foundation or or a, let's call it like a post um, you know critical patient type things because someone like Matt right now yeah. is going through what he's going through and, yeah. and I realize it's a stage four and. Yep. And and just from the little information I know, it sounds like it's it's bad. It's bad. Yep. Can a miracle happen though? Right. Right. Uh, well, I, mine was bad, dude. Mine was bad. I was. I mean, you were I as was close done. to death's door dude, as one could be. I was done. So let's say a miracle were to happen yeah. for Matt. Moving on from it, and I don't know if it's if it's if a transplant would be possible. Let's say I don't I don't know, but. Moving on from being a transplant, your life totally changes. Mm-hmm. And just like what happened with him where, 
hey, we're going to do your chemo. And then all of a sudden, this thing shows up where he's like, oh, now we're going to teach you how to prepare for chemo. <laughs> right. And it should have happened before. Yeah. If Wouldn't it be great if there was a foundation of some sort that actually taught him all of that, that because he didn't have insurance, he would have just signed up for it. And then they would have said, hey, we're going to walk you through all of this. Yeah. We're going to be right there by your side throughout all of it. Yeah. Like if there if there's something that I could build, I would want to build something like that. Mm. Um, and I'd put my name on that one just yeah. because I am the guy. You right. know, like I am that transplant patient. Right. Um, but it, in terms of um, like the uh, naming this hospital after me, no, nah, man. You know, it's, it's like there's far greater people yeah. that do what they were doing, you know, to save people like me. I know that. I'm lucky there's another friend of mine that's up north. The same thing happened. He had Wilson's disease. Mm -hmm. So Wilson's disease is one of the major reasons why you're going to have, you're going to need a liver transplant. Okay. Hepatitis C. That's also like bigger. So when, when you start to think who needs a liver transplant, it's not people who are dealing with alcoholism right. so that's much. i think what everyone thinks first and oh, it's i don't not, drink dude. i'm fine <laughs> no in, in north america alone i believe the statistic is the number one reason for why john orlando may need a liver transplant is somehow he contracted hepatitis c yep. wilson's disease fatty liver um cirrhosis somehow that way right so yeah. bad dieting could cause that um, yeah. if if you mess with it too much yeah um and then and then yeah alcoholism is in there but globally yeah. dude globally the biggest one is is hepatitis b Wow. Have, have, you know, because you're born with it. So if you're born between 1972 and 1984 and you have not gotten checked yet, go get checked. Because if you don't go get checked and right. you don't know, you're going to get to your 40s. Yep. You're going to feel tired. Yep. Then your skin's going to turn yellow. You're going to wonder what's going on. You're going to, you could be an idiot like me and uh, try to fight it. And then you're just going to die. So crazy. It's it's the craziest you know, thing. When I look at your T-shirt right now, I'm not an organ donor. I've never been an organ donor. And I'm like, I'm ashamed of myself no. sitting here right now that I'm not an organ donor. But I tell you this, when I walk my friends into DMV literally this Friday, I'm going to become an organ donor. It's crazy that I'm not. I don't know what I was thinking. I uh, I don't know what I was thinking. No, I don't no, know. No, it, it's not that. It's that, it's that um, first off, like... Uh, in certain Hollywood movies, it's glorified to be looking weird. And that's not – the organ donation is a very clean thing. It's governed by the federal government, so it's not going to be this weird thing. Yeah, You know, no one's going to have you purposely die. So right. they could, you know, like that, that – all of that is crap, right. dude. All right. All right. Um, secondly, though, and, and I actually uh, – so when I got back to Vegas, um, one of the calls that, or one of the initiatives I was trying to do is to understand how organ procurement organizations work. So I ended up being an ambassador for two. One is the one here, Nevada Donor Network, which is yep. based out of Las Vegas. Um, they're the they're the ones that service Southern Nevada, right? Um, and then there's Donor Network West, which is based out of all of Northern California and all of Northern Nevada. They service about 14 million people. And an organ procurement organization is what gets you, your gift to save your life, mm. right? So. It's a gift, man. And yeah. It's a gift, and 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 that's so. Let's say something terrible were to happen to you, and Vanessa right. has to make a decision, right? In at least in my mind, imagine if in her head she she says, "I think John would have wanted this," right? And she signs the paper that says, "Of course we do," right? If you can save one, just you yourself, you right. can save up to eight lives. Eight. Wow. Eight, bro. Yeah. Right. So my donor. 
he saved like when I read the medical report, he saved. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm guessing it because yeah, he was able to give. Gifts, I would want his people gifts. to know where it came from and be able to I, contact too. the family. Me too. And, or at so least the here's option. The, or, no, so here's the rule. Um, because I I'm, and both ways yeah. on both sides, mm-hmm. right? So here's the rule. Um, when you're fortunate enough, that can happen, but. Uh, they, you have to, first off, first rule is you have to wait a full year before you can even decide to write your letter. Mm. When you write your letter to your donor, like for me, I know my, the organ procurement organization that my donor came from, uh, in his family is life sharing based out of San Diego. Mm -hmm. And I can now, because I've hit the year mark, write my letter, which will go to the clinical coordinator that had talked to the family yep she would read the letter decide if it's if it's okay yep based on the way i wrote it yep to send to them otherwise she'll send it back to me and she'll say no you can't say that you can't say that because Got it. the the whole letter has to be not too specific you you can thank them Mm-hmm. But you can't like say your last name. You can't say where you live. You I can't, see. you know, because it has to be sensitive to them. And I understand that um, because for them, it's been a year of mourning, right? A sure. year of loss, right? Sure. And for all I know, they're still they're still, still grieving, right? Um, and why, you know, like when you're, you start to look at it the you're other triggering way, triggering a wound again, right? Yeah, you're opening like, up the wound again. Yeah, yeah. but but in. You know, one of the things that I think you saw when I was on News 3 and I yeah. was talking to them, I said, I don't know if I'll ever get a chance to meet my donor's family. Um, and this young man, you know, from from what I know, just based on the medical reports, I mean, he didn't do anything wrong. Just right. unfortunate. Right. And um, I want them to know that anything that I do from my extension of life is going to reflect that young man. Mm. That me talking to John Orlando right now is because yeah. of that. You know, it, one of the things I, that, you know, I do minimum three transplant support groups every week. And, and for if you're a transplant out there, I highly suggest that you do transplant support groups. Um, it helps you with being able to live your life. Because yeah. as a transplant patient... You and I, we look at each other, and it's like, Angela looks normal. Dude, I can't hold pads for you. You cannot kick me. Right. Any of the stuff you knew that I could do, right. I can't do it anymore. Yeah. Some of the people that uh, haven't don't have the, uh, the history of, of knowing us and stuff, give everyone a brief, uh, who, is, who is Angela, or, or what was Angela <laughs> oh, doing prior to all this? So, uh, uh, 48 now, yep. but prior to all of this, uh, started out in the Bay Area, uh, ended up... Uh, First started teaching martial arts when I was 14. It was the karate base. That's why we both like Connor. Yep. Um, tempo <laughs> karate, right? And then I actually got to be in that company long enough that uh, when I got to know the founder, we were able to build seven martial arts dojo, and we were actually one of the more successful ones in the Bay Area. Uh, around the mid-2000s, um, I started to teach boxing, and then built a pretty good amateur team going to Colorado. And within that time, I got to know Freddie Roach. Yep. And then in that, in that mid-2000s, late-2000s, um, he allowed me to actually study under him so that I could learn how the craft is. And, yeah. and I think that if you're any type of coach out there or you're any type of teacher, it's important. And, and you and I have had this discussion before where 
some coaches are so like, no, no, man, he's got to learn my way without really understanding that in the fight world, if you were just good enough to teach him up to eighth grade, then shouldn't you care that he goes to a good high school? Right. And right. then if you were analogy. only good enough yeah. to teach him up to high school, then don't you want him to go to the best college? Right. So when I had the opportunity on a amateur tournament to bring my fighters to wildcard gym yeah. in 2005, Which dude, is the heyday. Yeah, the heyday, right? It's Manny. I, I, I dude, mean, dude. And, and at that time, I mean, you know, I mean, you met Anna. Yeah. And, and yeah. Anna was like the shits dude, in the amateurs. Yeah. Um, so... When I went there and then Freddie, you know, got to know me, got to know the martial arts background, saw what I'd already done with some of the amateurs, he was like, sure, stick around. And then he held pads for some of the fighters. And then and then he and when we were going out, he's like, hey, anytime you want to come, come on by. Right. And, and that's one of the coolest things about real boxing gyms. Real boxing gyms will not reject you. Right. Like a real one will be like, cool, man, you want to come over? Come over, John. Right, right. Come on over. Right. So um, so in the next few years after that, I did. I came over a lot. Yeah. And then um, he took Anna on, yep. um, helped her win a world championship within like eight fights. Right. Yep. Um, and I learned a shit ton I that bet. whole time. Um, and, and like you said, that's the heyday where. This this is how crazy I, I this is a this is a a old school story for you. You know who Adrian Broner is, of course. Okay, you know who Jorge Linares is. Yeah, of course. Okay. I, I had All dinner right. with him with uh, Did you? Uh, Dr. Kim from Hollywood Smile. Okay. Uh, maybe a day. year ago. Okay. That was like uh, a year ago. Okay. All right. Yeah. I remember when Jorge Linares switched over to training with Freddie, and Adrian Broner was still just like fresh. Coming out of the amateurs. Yeah. Okay. There was 10 people maybe in that gym. Yeah. They went full out sparring like a 12 <laughs> round. Wow. And they were really going at it. And yeah. it, it's it's like during those times, it was literally watching the best competitors sparring against each other. And the coolest thing about it is, and, and this was one of the things that, that I really loved about that boxing culture is, it was respect. You know, like it was like, you're good. I'm yeah. good. We're probably not going to fight each other. But even if we do, then we'll probably make money with each other. But yep. right now, I need to know how good I am. And you need to know how good you are. So right. let's let's really go for it. Right. And then and and you would see it. And then you also saw a lot of the cool techniques like um, w w with Manny Pacquiao. Right. Yeah. Um, he was fighting about an average of two to three times that uh, during those years. Mm -hmm. Um the way they would do the sparring is Freddie would have to hire like four to five different people because in a sparring session, Manny would be sparring all five. And he would just rotate the opponents mm -hmm. because at any given point, Manny was so good, he could just destroy you in a round. <laughs> you know, and, and, and I remember My one of My favorite ever, dude, besides Mike Tyson, is Manny. One of the, I remember one of the ones he was trying out, this guy was like... um. 170. So Manny at the time was fighting, I think at 135, he was getting <laughs> yeah. ready for, for Diaz yep. at the time. Um, uh, this guy comes in and he's like, oh, I can handle it. No, oh, I'll be fine. So they, they go into first round and then <laughs> Freddie says to Manny something like, you know, just, just do your first round or whatever. Right. So the guy's like going after Manny. 
and he's feeling himself, dude. Uh-huh. And he's really thinking he's doing great, right? <laughs> and and Manny's like, like you know, he's taking some hits, but right. then, he, then, but he's doing the techniques, the techniques that we see now that look so common. Yeah. But back then, dude, not a lot of people really knew how to right, right, how right. to just kind of look at things yeah. and catch them. Um, and then at the end of that round. Uh, uh, you know, Manny looks at Freddie, and then Freddie's like, okay, go ahead. And then in the next round, dude, within 30 seconds, maybe 45 he seconds. learned that speed kills. Dude, he just blasted him to the point that when it got to the minute mark, yeah. the guy was like like, like shell-shocked. Like when someone, <laughs> like, like, like an atomic bomb just yeah. happened, and you don't know what the hell's going on. Yeah. And Manny had to look at him and go, no, no, yeah. it's okay. I don't know. It's th- okay. Those of you watching or listening, I don't know if any of you have ever been in a boxing ring. I have very limited times. And if you've ever watched a fight and you watch your favorite fighter and he's just getting lit up and you go, why is he punching back? You don't understand. You can't. You can't. You, you, you start when you get tagged with a, one, the, a proper one-two. You're fucked if you don't know what you're doing. Even if you know what you're doing, you could be fucked. Like, there's nothing you can do. You can't, your brain won't get there. It's always late, right? It's yeah, like, yeah, no, it's like, no, no. It's, you can get it, hit 8, 10, 12, 15 times, it, and it just is what it is. No, it, it, it's, and again, it's it's a very high level. Like, yeah. I think you, you as the years have gone on and you've watched it, <laughs> yeah. and you've, you've really seen it, it's so high level. Like back know? when I thought Connor could beat Floyd. Well, is, that what, remember, is that what you're thinking I, you know, of, Angelo? And I ended up in a fucking diaper. <laughs> no, that, that's still one of the greatest. I mean, I, I think that went viral. Yeah, I think yeah, that it did. went yeah. super viral. Yeah. Um, and, and we had that really fun conversation. Yeah. I mean, I, I remember I was even telling you. I think that's the day Floyd. I met you. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, On MMA yeah, Junkie yeah, you're right. Radio. Yeah. 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 Um, and, and, uh, and yeah, no. The, the, uh, during that time, like, like I, I just saw Mike Tyson talk about Connor, you know, fighting him, right? I saw it. And I totally agree with that right i agree with he went with 10 the rounds with the best absolutely you could say he carried him all that fucking nonsense doesn't matter yeah still did it right still happened yeah and, and again it's no you know people need to know like it's no disrespect to i think conor mcgregor's one of the best fighters we've seen yeah i mean he really he brought his karate style yep. to a level where you can see it yeah so really think in your head in terms of ufc or mma strikers yeah just strikers yeah that that took us and And made us like he can he knocked out Aldo bro and at that time I thought Aldo was the best right and called it and and called called it in the dressing room how it would be he's gonna overcommit I'm gonna get out of the way and I'm gonna put him out with a left it it went exactly how can you hate on a guy that calls the round exactly and the method yeah it's crazy so I I don't I don't and and even just uh on the ultimate fighter yeah so you know um in recovery, because I'm still doing that, yeah. I get I get time to rewatch. Yeah, um, I've I've gotten to really like Connor in yeah. this in this yeah. Michael Chandler type yeah. setting because some of the things he was teaching, like when he was showing them um, that drill where you're on you're 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 really using up your core muscles yep. and then you're doing like the practice kicks. I was looking at that and I was like, man, Connor's, yeah. r- Connor's really grown. I think you know? boxing ruined him though. I think it changed his range. It changed he his range. Right? He doesn't come in and out. He doesn't he's not karate. Well we Connor. don't know yet. Well, we don't right, know what's gonna right. happen with the Chandler fight. Right. Like we really we really don't know. But I love both those guys. I yeah, I, I, I love this fight and hate this fight because I like both guys so much. It's literally my two favorite fighters fighting. <laughs> I think I think somebody will win. Yeah, and both will be happy. And, and, and I think if 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 Connor loses, I don't think people should think that he's done. I think he'll. I think he's done when he says he's. Done. I agree. 
Okay. He's always going to be a draw. The Nate Diaz thing's always going to be off in the wings, just like he says. I'd still like to see it. And he's still Connor, man. He's, he's still just, Connor, you know, dude. He's still uh, Connor. Let me, because we have to wrap up soon. And let, okay. I mean, because we got to go to the fight here. Oh, yeah. uh, but um, let me ask you a couple things. Two things. One, we've never had to talk about, we have never gotten to talk about Jake Paul. Okay. And let's do it. So. I can come back and we can talk about of Jake course. Paul. Of yeah, course, okay. yeah. But my, my thought with Jake Paul is he's always going to beat these MMA fighters, and I'd like to know why. Uh, I mean, I kind of have an idea why, but I'd rather hear it from you. And then I also think, though, he will never beat a quote-unquote real boxer, and I don't think he could even bo- uh, beat a real boxer's sparring partner. Am I wrong? Um, I, I think that I, – I think where you give Jake Paul his credit is – this boxing is a sport that for the most part you're finding the best fighters not coming from a can i say good background mm-hmm. good economical background okay yep. the, these 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 kids essentially who are learning this craft which is a very specific and dangerous craft of boxing right they get to a point where they're a Terence Crawford and they're, yep. like, unstoppable, right? The fact that Jake Paul was making Disney money already or made whatever YouTube money. Right. And he just, I don't know, dude. It would be it would literally be like 10 years ago, John Orlando wakes up one day and says, I'm going to be a you boxer. You know what? Right. Screw it. <laughs> but, but, but you seriously took it. Right. And, and in, to the best of your abilities, you found the group that you believe in because that's yep. part of the fight game. Yep. You got to trust your crew. Yep. And then you have them teach you. Yep. Um so I got to give him the credit that he took it seriously enough that I don't think the workouts are fake. I Agreed. don't think that he's like not really trying to get in shape. Like I don't think any of that. I think he takes the sport seriously. Agreed. Do I think that he's being advised to the best of his abilities? As a boxing person who you know, I can say this because I, you know, getting a chance to work with Roger Mayweather, getting a chance to yeah. be with Freddie, and and you know, I've already tra- I've trained fighters that have won fights, and you know, uh, this. Um, I think that if he really wants to go to that next step and next level, he will want to find the trainers that will take him so seriously that they won't let him lead. Right. They will t- they will train right. him. They will for real train him. Because just watching that that Nate Diaz Jake Paul fight, um, I think it was Eddie Hearn who's the the big yep, boxing yep. promoter. He said it was hard to watch because it was so low level boxing. Right. And the reason why is because Jake Paul could have finished Nate Diaz, but in a boxing sense, he didn't know how to do it. Right. And. I can't disagree with right. that. It doesn't look the same. It, it doesn't, doesn't look, look the, same. the same as any as, fight on the undercard on a Mayweather card. No, not it at doesn't all. look the same. The no. range isn't there. It's yeah. it's it's there. The volume of punches is not there. The the right. It, it, it's yeah. not even close. It, it, it's it's and 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 I don't I don't want us to keep saying it like this and then not talk about the greatness of Nate Diaz because I freaking of course. love Nate Diaz. Right. But it's and different. I, and I it's think, a different and, sport. But, but let me just put it in context. Okay, in context. Nate Diaz is 38, so right. he's almost 40. Right. Jake Paul is 26. Right. In boxing, dude, if right. a 26-year-old person fought a 38-year-old person, the only reason why that 38-year-old should beat this 26-year-old is their Floyd Mayweather. Correct. Or they're Terrence Crawford. Correct. <laughs> they're, they're in such a high, you know, you know what I'm saying? Right. Um, and, and in the Nate Diaz sense, he... He got knocked down, which will happen, and I kind of saw how it, it it worked. He got caught with the with the left hook. Yeah. Um, 
Nate Diaz, we or we can agree he's naturally smaller. Right. Agreed? For sure. Okay. He was fighting at 55. Right. right. He went up to like, 70 I don't think for that Nate Connor fight. Cut weight for that dude, fight. Of course not. Right. Because the fight was at 185. Right. 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 We agree that Jake Paul is probably a 205, yeah, right? Yeah. If he if he even cut, so I don't know. Right. Let's let, but let's say he's definitely closer to the 200 range. Right. Okay. And he's younger. So the fact that Nate actually did go to distance with him, right? Is, and he's been doing nothing but boxing for three years. Exactly. So it's not it's not fair, right? But, like, but I want to uh, say with your comment, you don't think an MMA fighter could beat him? I disagree. I actually think maybe and, a young guy. I I think if it was fair, like fair weight. Okay. In fact, I'll, I'll I throw, think Connor beats him. I I I'll I'll put it out this this way. I you know what? To be fair with the Connor one. I would, if I could, be up close enough to see how yeah. Connor is training, and you and I are there, and I kind of write my notes. Yeah, I would like to see. Yeah, I think because Chandler the, beats Jake Paul. There's uh, a lot of guys that I do think beats Jake Paul. I guess the, the, what I should have said is, fair. is the guys he's going to pick. There, he will keep beating those. If he keeps fighting <laughs> it, the it, over 35 MMA one foot out the door of MMA crowd, he's going to keep beating them. I, well, uh, the, okay. The exception I'll say to that rule is I saw Anderson Silva beat. Uh, Chavez Jr. Yep. Chavez Jr.'s legit a boxer, dude. He, right. That wasn't like an unlegitimate thing. For sure. And Anderson Silva, man, I love him. I mean, he, I, yeah, I'm, I'm a big Anderson Silva guy. Sure. But even at, how old is he now? 43? Whatever he is. Okay. Yeah. Um, I still think that if that was a 12-round fight with Anderson Silva, I don't think Jake Paul could beat him. I agree. Yeah, I mean, you know, because because yeah, Anderson is too and slick, I, man. You know, he's, too, he's too fast. And, and I know Jake Paul will say, sure, I could. But Anderson Silva fought at 185 and 205. Right. So the weight is fair. Right. And the only thing that's not fair is he's older. Right. But if we're going to go with skill set and, right. and we're trying to make a spectacle like right. pure MMA versus Jake Paul. Okay. Pure MMA versus Jake Paul, Anderson Silva. For sure. All day. You know? Yeah. I, I, and The fight I would love to see is Jake Paul versus Mario Lopez. I think Mario <laughs> Lopez, I'm not kidding. You've seen him box, right? I, 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 funny, Mario Lopez, he was there every day when we were. He uh, beats Jake doing... Paul. No? I don't know, man. Come I, on. I, I, I don't, I, oof. I, I, I really don't. Because that's the point where now we're not giving enough credit to, to Jake? Jake Paul. Really? For, for really. Because I haven't seen, to be fair, dude, I have not seen Mario Lopez spar against. People like legit, like, like, like legit, legit guys legit, and legit okay. legit guys who are going to try right right. Not that I'm saying that he can't. He's in there with guys that are moving around. With and, him. And and again, Mario it, Lopez, you're not trying to right. to kill the money maker. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. I, get no, it. I mean, I mean, the coolest thing I'll say this. I mean, how badass would it be? And I don't think he'd ever do this, but how bad would ass would it be that Dana White, who's in fucking phenomenal shape, one day just goes, dude. You know what? You keep saying my. Fucking name. I'm going to beat your ass. And I'm 50. I don't know 53. how old Dana is. Listen to me. Dana will say he's too old to fight, whatever. I'm telling Dude, you right now. I don't know. Dana man. White Dana beats White. the brakes off of Jake Paul in a boxing ring. I, I actually think that, I mean, I don't think that Dana will ever lower himself to, I agree. Have to do this because that's but ridiculous, if, Dude. One can that, dream. <laughs> you know, but, 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 but in like in private talks, like, yeah. Dude, Dana, Dana, one Especially point. now. Yeah. It's, it, dude. I don't. The guy's shredded. Oh, my gosh. I, I know that dude. doesn't mean anything necessarily for a fight, but. It, but but remember, he was training for, who was it? It was. Um, Tito. Tito. <laughs> 
you yeah. know? And and yeah. it's not like, come on, man. It's not like Dana doesn't know how to fight. Right. Dana you knows know what, what I'm he's saying? Doing. Like, yeah. it's not like he doesn't know how to fight. He knows yeah. how to fight. Yeah. Um, so, but I, I'm just saying, I don't think he makes yeah. so much money doing what right. he does. I don't think he'd ever lower himself. Yeah, I agree. But you would pay for that more than, all day. than, than Elon all day. versus hey, I, I actually want to see Elon versus Zuckerberg all day. No, it's dude, fun. I don't uh, know. It's I, something to do. Isn't Elon like huge, dude? And yeah, Zuckerberg's he's bigger. Than, small. Yeah. I don't think that's going to happen anyways. I don't know, man. <laughs> I think it's happening. I don't know. Uh, okay, let me ask you this. One last thing. Uh, back to you. Okay. So I'm back to my initial or my my DM. What can we do to help you at this point? Um, I, uh, I For one, yeah. I definitely think we should... You said you're going to be an organ donor. Yeah, um, I am. I, I, I'm no okay. bullshit. I'm going to show um, you my license has changed. The okay. status will be changed next week. Okay, so I think it's important that... Everyone really looks into being an organ donor. Yeah. Saved my life. It saved so many of my other friends' lives. Yep. Um, and it's it's simple to do. Uh, you can do the research. Right now, this month, we, we're calling uh, – this is the month that's called the National Multicultural Donor Awareness Month. Most people don't know that over 60% of the people that needed uh, uh, some type of a transplant is – some sort of a multicultural ethnic background, mm. right? Um, and we probably, I don't want to say how low the percentage is, but our group, like I'm getting it out there to the AAPI community, please be an organ donor. Because a lot of times, a lot of the people that are organ donors are white Caucasian mm. people that are doing it. And we would like everyone to really do it and uh, try to put, uh, try to open your mind up to just knowing that this is a good thing. It extends people's lives. Yeah. I I I, I really mean it. I'm ashamed yeah. that it took this to get me to And a lot I don't of know times what I was thinking. It, it does. I don't know. You you'd be surprised. George, are you yeah. an organ donor? I am. Damn oh, you. I knew see, I knew George. you were going to fuck it. I knew it. Thank no, you. I mean, I <laughs> was like you, if I'm the dead, you know, like Right. Thank you, bro. Like it's got to go yeah. somewhere. Thank I, you. I know it probably put some strain on the back end like cuz as soon as you die, then you have to probably be go and go away from your family type situation or like they're not able to, I don't know. No, no, necessarily. No, 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 no. Okay. Okay. So I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. Um, like, my, my uncle, uh, I'll, I'll try to make it as quick as I can. Yeah. My uncle, um, he just recently passed away. He was the youngest of the eight siblings. Um, he just recently passed away um, at the end of July. Yep. He ended up, he, his kidney was given to him by my mother 32 years ago. She was an organ donor. She saved this life, and for 32 years, my uncle, her little brother, yep. lived a good life. Ends up getting um, brain hemorrhage uh, two weeks ago. Ugh. They rushed him to Sunrise. They said, I'm sorry, we can't do anything else about it. Um, and it was his wish to be an organ donor. So at 62, here's some rules. Uh, at that point, when you're past 60, they can't gift your heart they can't gift your lungs they can't gift your pancreas they can gift your kidney but with him his kidney was already a gift from my mom so you can't re-gift yeah you know a, yep. a transplanted organ he his he it was his wish he was trying to gift his liver so this is one of the issues that we have the nevada donor uh network they were great they did their best they reached out within 500 miles only one transplant center came back to say, yes, we would like to try to use it. Um, something happened to that patient. So then between the time that they were going to, um, you know, do the end life procedure yep. with my uncle 
and that time there was no more time to try to save it so he wanted to be an organ donor but then it couldn't happen got it um but whether or not he would have been george the way they take care of you is all exactly the same got it they still would have they they in fact when you're an organ donor they do an organ donor like this this uh this amazing ceremony and you, and you can see you can see it on youtube where as an organ donor if if that's you john and you're at your deathbed and that's what's happening and you choose to give the gift of life right dude you are honored in such the greatest way and you are honored for a long time and in the only wish left if ever is if your family would ever want to yeah. meet the very people I would want you that. saved. I would really want that. Yeah, I mean that that's the one thing is yeah. where um I don't think we ever think about it, but for someone like you, George, maybe you could write that in, in as a as a part of, you know, whoever your power of attorney. If because if it's written and you say, and I want my family to meet Yeah. Makes sense. Th- yeah, that, yeah. You know. Yeah. Um but yeah, but I would want that okay. organ donation. Yep. Uh the other one is for all my AAPI, my Asian American Pacific Islanders, Native Hawaiians all my peeps, man, there is we're the fastest growing uh, population here in Nevada. Please get hepatitis checked. It's called a hepatitis panel. Go get a hepatitis screening. Honestly, if you if you were born in the 70s, you may have what I have and you don't know it. Yeah. Just get checked. Yeah. Cuz cuz the good news the bad news is if you have chronic hep B, there's no cure. The good news is just like what happened with Magic Johnson. Yep. It can be contained. It's not a death sentence. It, not not a death sentence. Right. And if, you know, transplantation is the only other way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, you know, the, one thing I, I always try to explain to people is, is when I'm with you right now, I'm with George right now. Yeah. This time to me, it matters. Yeah. Because if you want to just Google search the percentage... In the next four more years, I have a one in four chance of dying just because transplant isn't mm. automatic, right? Right. Um, but you think about it in a positive you sense. You mean getting the transplant doesn't mean you're in the clear? It, it, not, not at all. G- getting, the transplant, getting the transplant is it's truly an extension and a gift of the time that you already had. Right. But, dude, that part of me died. Like, yeah. that, that part of me is gone. Right. Everything that I'm doing now is, you know— I connect with a good person like you yeah. who is sitting there trying to do fundraising for Matt. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like that's the, t- that's, yeah. that's what I got. You know, me yeah. getting a chance to go to Dana White contender series with you do. That's a bonus, man. Yeah. That's just, that, that's just like God saying to me, why don't, you know, you're working really hard trying to help a bunch of people yeah. out. Why don't you have a little bit of fun? Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. But, but no, man. What about fundraising for you? Do you have a GoFundMe? Did uh, you do a GoFundMe? No, no. I, 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 do you, I do was, we need a GoFundMe? Where are we at? <laughs> I, I, um, I, I'll, I, I actually want to talk to you about a longer project of us doing something together. I'm in. Um, where we are going to fund to help I'm a lot of in. other people. I'm so in. A I'm lot in. of other people. Dude. Okay. Um, I was fortunate enough, like I said, like my brother stepped up. Dude, my brother, I, you know, I... <sighs> If if you're in that entertainment space, for him to drop everything that he was doing, yeah, um, you know, go see shortcomings. My brother's in it. Yeah, um, tell, that was, tell him who uh, your brother is. Uh, my brother's Mike Cavallon. Um, he's yeah, he was in Mr. Mayor. Yeah, he's he in is, uh, he's, yeah, tons he's of stuff. Amazing. Yeah. Um, but you know, for me, he's just my brother, and right. for him to drop everything he was doing to be there with me twenty four seven all the way up until I was better. It's great, bro. You know, that's yeah. crazy, right? And and same thing goes for my mom. Yeah, you know. 
my lady, yeah. right? I mean, well, you're a good guy, man. Oh, come on, you, you know, are. You're a good uh, guy. Come, come on. <laughs> I, 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 I do want to say this because yeah. I know we got to end. What I was going through in my mind is when I was saying my goodbyes, the one motivation that I really hung on to on why I want to fight for an extension of my life, like really fighting for it, yeah, is during the time from that July 4th weekend to the time I got uh, my transplant, July 16th, I never knew that I was important enough to so many people yeah. that they cared to come out. That's what Matt's going through right now. Okay. Because, and, and here's here's the crazy thing when I say this that. guy, I, I hate to out you, Matt, but this guy will call me in tears over a $25 donation because what that means at scale is there's 400 people doing 25 bucks. And it's like, and every, and, and, and just for it, people, it who, helps. Yes, sir. I was going to say that for all of you guys who haven't uh, done it yet, please do. Cause even if it's a dollar, right? Yeah. Like, like just, more than anything, like put Matt in your thoughts and your prayers because stage four cancer, that's that's a death sentence. Mm -hmm. All right. So um, and right now for Matt to still be that type of person who he's asking you how well he's he's doing right. or you're doing. Right. Um, and, crazy. That, and that's a selfless person, yeah. you know, and, and the little that I know of Matt. And from three years ago when you guys were in the Tropicana, and yeah, you were yeah, introducing yeah. him yeah. to everybody. He's just a good dude. Yeah. He's, He's a just good a good guy. Yeah. And and there's a lot of good people out there. So if you can help, uh, please, that yeah. you know, definitely help. But awareness. Yeah. John, like you said, like you, you know, you don't be ashamed, but the fact that a lot of people don't know yeah. how you can help cancer. Right. How you can help organ right. donation, how you can help transplant. How about like you live in Vegas and you love Vegas and you preach Vegas and you're Vegas strong? Great. Then help us bring a, a transplant cancer center here. Yeah. You know, how about that? Yeah. Right. Because for me, it took nine weeks. Yeah. It took nine weeks of calling, got a developer. That's insane. Got, dude, it was, and that's a <laughs> so story insane. that I want to really go over. Yeah, with man. At some point, because yeah. it's, and, I, and I'm going to show you the text. But, yeah. uh, but it, it was, it, it was one of these things where, I honestly believe, just like what you did. Yeah. Did you did, in your brain? I'm sure when we were in that Aria hotel, you yeah. said to yourself, "At some point, this idea of mine, it's going to be big." Right. And here you are, for sure. dude. Yeah. And here you are. And yeah. that's there's no idea yeah. that's ever too small if you really believe in it. Yeah. You know? Let's do a let's let Matt get through the first round of chemo. Yep. And then let's do a me, you, and Matt. Dude, that would be awesome. Yeah, let's do it. I'll connect you way before that to yes, him. Yes, sir. But yeah. Angelo, thank you so much for coming by and, and sharing all this. And I'm I'm happy to see you looking good. And uh, let's go see some fights. Yes, sir. No, all right, George, you. you know what to do. Dana White time. <laughs>